0: of that you are here now and thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me how's your day going so far johnny
1: it's been pretty good so far um had a nice early uh beer which was quite nice you know just a, a quick pub lunch and then yeah other than that not much <laughs> that's good enough man it's
0: good that it's relaxed as we are on the home stretch to the release of the new album electric ram out april 28th by Mongol records Where's your head at with it right now? Are you at that stage where you just want the full thing out?
1: Yeah, very much so. I just got a a photo now from uh, Warren um, from Mongrel Records. He just sent me through a photo of the first um, physical copy that's been opened um, in, where was it? I think in Spain, one of our distributors. So I've been stressing about that. I was like, are they going to be on time? Do we know? So that's good. They just, yeah, they've just shown up at the distributors and now I'm fairly relaxed. Now I just kind of want them to be out and about, you know?
0: Absolutely. That's great news. And has the positive response to the music release so far, the singles, kind of helped relax your mind when it comes to how the full thing is likely to be received?
1: I think to some degree, yes, but also not really because the singles were I think some of the less weird tracks on the album so <laughs> the whole time I'm like the whole time I've been thinking like how will people receive this and then we release something that I think is you know I didn't expect anyone to receive them negatively and it's been fine so but now my head is just like but wait till they hear the other things oh no but nah I'm not worried really um' I'm, I'm interested more than anything else I just want to see what people think about it.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No, I get that. And we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. I've got a question specific around experimentation. But for now, the work that's gone into electric ram, the time and effort that you have spent working on it, this feels more refined. This feels different. Uh, has the experience for you been a more refined one?
1: Very much so. I mean, um, just leading up to it, the way we handled it, has been different. I mean, things started changing around um when we did the previous one when we started with the devil's cattle. We started being more serious about, you know, particularly doing things correctly, um, mm. which beforehand wasn't the vibe. We always had a very um we used to call it a very black metal spirit. We were just like, yeah, let's get the, <laughs> you know, let's get a take. Even if it's the worst take, it doesn't matter as long as it's the first take. And record it through some potatoes and then we release it. Fantastic, you know? And then afterwards we were like, I mean, that's fun and all, but it is a bit self-sabotaging to some degree. I mean, we, we might as well just do a proper job. So mm-hmm. experience-wise, this one was weird. This is the first time, um, I think, ever that I did uh, multiple guitar takes, for instance, to make sure you get the best one, which is um, not something I've ever done before, which I know sounds silly because that's fairly industry standard and has always been um yeah so it felt different just properly producing an album
0: less fun overall or (laughs) did you manage to get a lot of enjoyment out of it
1: no i I think it actually turned out to be more fun honestly um there was a it felt there was a little less pressure maybe and it opened up some more avenues for experimentation at the end of the day you know we had a we had a chance to be like, okay, this sounds cool, but why is this not, you know, why don't we just do a, a really sickly sweet harmonising guitar? And then, you know, we can, because we're just sitting there and we have a chance to do another take. So that, that I think it helped.
0: Take me back to the early days of Electric Ram, in particular, A Vision. Did you have one for what you wanted this record
1: to be? And if so, what did it look like? Actually, no, initially not at all. Um, I had tunes that we already started writing in um, 2020, just like after the the release of The Devil's Cattle. Actually, one of the demos for Electrogram that became a track on the album um, was musically even a demo in the time that uh, The Devil's Cattle was being made. But none of them had lyrics. They weren't going in a specific direction or anything. There was just music behind it. All sorts of interesting experimentation and stuff like that. Um, So there was a body of work musically for a while. And then the concept happened, I think, only at the end of 2021. Mm -hmm. Then I, you know, then the concept came up for what should the album be about lyrically and thematically. And then out of that also came some extra songs that were in the end added and some other things were left out because they didn't make sense to the theme anymore
0: well how did you get to the concept and well the thematic theme uh and the lyrical content how did you get to that particular point was it some was it external factors around you internally
1: entirely so it was actually a very dark time in my life so i'm sorry to take it down this route but this is where we're going um mm. i was i was institutionalized for a little bit because i had developed uh, severe agoraphobia which was um well, it started from PTSD from some earlier things in my life and it was sort of triggered around the time of um, COVID and everything happening around there. So I had to go in and get proper treatment or else, you know, end up being a drunken mess, basically. Um, Got it fixed, though, so that's great. Uh, But the concept developed in there while I was there. It became a thing about, uh, I guess, like a character sketch. It's about... Mental health, in a sense, and overcoming the problems around it, but it's also character sketches of specific people that I met, um, while I was in there, you know, and seeing these people and how they've gone through life and their stories, you know, and then that kind of uh, mixes and matches with um what was happening to me personally, and it just became this whole narrative arc of going through the motions of uh mental illness
0: that's incredible so, yeah. um so it
1: is a deeply personal record for you then it definitely is um which is weird because um at some point I was under the impression that I because I use how I usually do it is I uh, when I handle the lyrics or whatever I always feel like I'm from a spectator side I do sometimes write about myself but more generally I write other people's experience into a personal um narrative you know Um, and that's how i've just usually done it and this time i thought i was doing the same thing until we were kind of getting down to it and actually recording what i had written down i was like oh wait no this is this is uh more intensely personal than i had expected as it was happening i thought i was being sly about it but i really wasn't so (laughs) but it's good it's good
0: and what was the what was the rest of the band's initial reaction to hearing reading and understanding
1: what you were writing um, I think it was it was good actually. Um, with the guys in the band, you know, um, there was some hesitation I think from my side, but we're we're a close knit group, you know, and we get along well and we support each other wherever we can. And they knew I was going through this at the time, so it wasn't. Um, um yeah, they knew what was going to uh, come out of it. I think, or I think they initially were ready for that kind of record to be made. Hmm. But they enjoyed the lyrics as they came out and nobody was weird about it. So, yeah, I think overall a positive response. Well,
0: it's resulted in something quite phenomenal. But I have to ask you, considering the work you have put into it, what has been the more... What was some of the more challenging moments of working on a record, be it from a writing, recording, production, mastering, whatever phase that you found, thought, OK, this was particularly uh, challenging?
1: Um... Yeah, you know, there were a couple of moments. I'm not going to lie, there was a lot of back and forth on this one, um, in different phases of the record. But I think the most challenging bit was actually about the last, uh, let's say, four months when we were working on it, which was mixing and mastering phase. And it's not because, um, the process wasn't smooth or it wasn't working out. Um, the guy who did the uh, mixing for us, Matthew, think from um. Atomic Studios is also uh, affiliated to Mongo Records, well, at least to the um, holding company Just Music. Um, mm. He did a really good job and that was fantastic. And we had a good um, working relationship there. But I think um, at that point, we were just uh, frustrated, you know, it was just time to get it out kind of vibe. And then you still have to do the now you've done all this work already and now you have to meticulously listen to make sure you get the best product out that you possibly can. Um, I think that was that was the toughest bit for me um, and probably some of the other dudes in the band as well. I think we were just, at that point, we were annoyed, really. We were like, we just need this to be done, you know? Um, because we don't usually take this long with a record. Usually we release every year, you know? So mm-hmm. it was weird. Um, but, yeah, but it wasn't a bad experience. It was just challenging from a childish perspective let's say that
0: it can be just a long and laborious everything.
1: it could yeah, be but... a totally
0: long and laborious experience I think any uh, artist can completely understand where you come from there but also like it is an experience nonetheless what about aspects that you particularly enjoyed was there a phase that you just thought yeah that was so much fun that, that was so interesting and I may have learned something from it
1: um yeah, weirdly enough, I think, and it came down to a specific song, there's a song on the album, just before I continue. So there was one specific song, Chemically Humanized, right? Which is the um, last track on the album. That one was the most enjoyable track to record, which was mm-hmm. really weird because it was also the toughest track to record, I think, in terms of um, the lyrical content and whatnot. So it's a really intense track, um, but it was it's really beautiful, And it was just a fun experience making it um, because it was figuring out layers of acoustic instruments, which I've just never done before. That was a whole new experience for me, just kind of um, because I can play acoustic guitar. But, you know, what's the uh, classic old Metalocalypse sayings is the grandpa's guitars, you know, so you just you just don't it's not done. But it was fun just doing that and just, uh, you know, it's, you kind of feel like you're not limited by the sound of a specific genre or an album or whatever. And you, we just got down to doing whatever we want. So started out and we we're like, yeah, this kind of sounds like Led Zeppelin. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then later we we're like, no, but now it sounds like Pink Floyd. And we we're like, you know what, Just keep, just keep putting things in there. Just, you know. And then at some stage we put too much in, which we realized playing it back and we were like, oh, this sounds absolutely horrible. And then we had to go back and take some stuff out. But it was a really fun experience making that. And it was the last thing to be recorded from this album, which kind of, it gave like a kind of release, just everyone being just ecstatic about working on a song and not just laboring away at something for a while. So that was good.
0: Oh, that's incredible. I love that. I love that and I love the album overall, it sounds and feels to me like the definitive Rough Magic album, meaning from that, all the releases and the shows you've done seem to have helped you find the perfect formula for what you want to do. Now, is what I'm saying there a fair summation, or do you see it differently?
1: I, it's a weird one, because I do think this has been the closest we've ever been to actually encapsulating a sound that is our sound, which Um, is weird saying that because it's a very schizophrenic sounding record, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's just happening all over the place. But in that sense, I think that's also a good pointer to what we would do in the future. I don't think you're ever going to get a rough magic album again, which is just um, straight uh, on the nose, just down one lane, a specific genre. I think it's always from this point on, they're going to be weird and expansive and we're going to do, all of the things we like to do because that seemingly worked out
0: fantastic and is there a particular track on the album that hasn't been released yet that you are most interested to hear the feedback on we did talk about uh some of the other ones earlier on I mean...
1: yeah i think um probably the one that i just mentioned chemically ah. humanized um i think that's the most chill rough magic has ever gone so i'm interested to see what people will feel about that um also, Rave to the Grave, which is coming out as the focus track as the album releases, because that's the most pop track we've ever made. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, it's also, it's got, I guess it's kind of sarcastic, but even if um, I didn't end up writing sarcastic lyrics about it, I would still have enjoyed the song because it's just like a yay, you know, you just kind of feel like you want to go Rave to the Grave, basically. Um so, But I think that's going to definitely annoy a bunch of people, specifically some of our more hardcore fans, but mm. you know, I guess it goes that way. Um, but some other people might like it. I don't know. I'm very interested to see how it's going to go down when it comes down to The Wire.
0: Yeah, yeah, same here, same here. But I I mean, I think my favourite track on it right now is Queen of the Gorgons, but that will actually change tomorrow. Ask me tomorrow, I'll say another one. Well oh, a song... Fantastic. But... On alongside that, a song about drugs with a clever title might be the strangest for me personally. Two examples of your incredible experimentation album. So I have to ask, them, we've talked a little bit about experimentation, but did you kind of decide on a free-for-all when it came to it? But alongside that, how do you reign in your imaginations?
1: Oh, that's, <laughs> that, that's a heavy question. It, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't so much of a free-for-all, I guess, but it was... Um... What happened was um, a ways back, it would be a thing like we're writing a riff or whatever, right? And then you have the riff and you kind of present it and you're like, oh, this is kind of the idea where we're going. And then be like, yeah, but this is, you know, it's not dark enough. Or if it's not dark, then at least it's not heavy enough or whatever. And this was the first time, I guess, we were just like, so what? You know, it's like, is it fun to play? Great. We, we're going to be playing these things live. So why not just have fun while we're doing it? Um, so I guess that's why it came out weird because in a sense it wasn't free for all because nothing was off the table unless it was shit. You know, someone came in and they played riff or a composition or whatever. And it just, it's not a good composition. We'd have been like, no, yeah, that's not going to work. But, um, and we did some of the things just didn't make it, you know, they just, <laughs> just weren't good enough. Um, But, yeah, the ones that did make it, um, like I said, it wasn't that thing of being like, oh, that's too, uh," it's again the self-sabotage thing. I think back in the day also we'd be like, that's that's too catchy. We wouldn't want a catchy song on a record. That kind of goes against whatever we had set up in our minds at that time. And now this time around I was just like, no, catchy is good. I like that. I want people to have it stuck in their heads for a while.
0: Yeah, and it's Um, not like it's a complete mental shift, complete um, about turn for your music either. It's not like, oh, my God, it's a totally different band.
1: No, definitely not. And I mean, you can only get so far away from a sound if you're still using the same pedal board, you know, it's (laughs) it's still (laughs) it's still drenched in fuzz and, you know, ugly guitar noises. So you can, uh, you know, you can only change it up so much, honestly.
0: Of course, you guys, Rough Magic is a well-known name within the South African rock and metal scene and the wider world is really getting to know you more and more. Uh, It seems to be spreading nicely around. But of course, there is still the biggest challenge of all, which is turning Rough Magic into a household name around the world. What do you see as the biggest challenge in doing that and how do you plan to overcome it?
1: You know, it's weird because I have a very specific answer for it. Is I think the biggest challenge for us right now is to get our Spotify numbers up, right? Which I know that sounds strange because that's just a standardized thing that people do. But for the longest time, I think up until this record, um, we were just, as a band, very against Spotify, right? Um, Right. Just I'm not a fan in terms of the way they um, pay out to artists and just their business model in general, all that kind of stuff. Um, But... Going into this album, we had a sit down kind of, and we were like, listen, it's the, you know, the, you kind of have to, it's a necessary evil. You need to figure it out. And that's been tough because now it's the first time ever where we, when we were starting to work on this, on Spotify specifically, because we got people um, that got into Rough Magic and a lot of people, but it's usually through like our band camp or YouTube or whatever. Mm. No focus on Spotify ever. So going into this album release cycle we started out with like i think maybe a thousand monthly listeners which wasn't a lot um and it's been slowly chipping away you know moving upwards trying to get it more and more and yeah that's been that's been a challenge for me um just mentally i'm like i hate this thing but i kind of have to work with it and i have to figure it out uh, but we've been doing it you know it's a, um and that unfortunately uh You gotta be real with yourself. If you're aiming for something like a household name or whatever, that that's where it's at. If you're not on Spotify, it's uh, you know you're wasting your own time, honestly. Um, So that's what it came down to.
0: Well, yeah. If you ignore it, if you decide, oh, I'm not going to play the game, as it were, you're just pushing against the tide. Uh, It's pointless to even try.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's definitely the most challenging part of it so far was just um, actually playing the game now for mm. the first time since the inception of Rough Magic. But it's all right. We, I think we're, we're managing it so far.
0: Yeah, I think it's important as well, though, you know, it can go another way, which is then becomes obsessive about the numbers, and it can be then obviously quite damaging potentially to, to a person's mental health or just how they feel about music in general when those numbers fluctuate and go all over the place and don't hit what you want them to hit. It can be messy. No, definitely,
1: definitely. So it's been more of a motion of trying to um, get people onto the fact that we do actually release our music via Spotify and that kind of thing, and not so much the numbers, you know? But every little bit that comes in is like a small victory, like in the offices or um, when me and Warren have video calls, we're like, all right, it went up with X percent. Woo, great. You did a good job. And then, you know, it's right back to the grind. Um, but it's not, yeah, you know, it's not so much about the numbers. I don't care about that. It's just um, knowing that people would be out there listening. That's the important thing.
0: It's each in one individual number is a is a new pair of ears.
1: Exactly. And that's fantastic.
0: All right, Johnny, we reached a part of the interview now where it becomes a little randomised. Uh, I'm going to be throwing a selection of random questions at you that are pulled from 500, randomly chosen for you. They can be serious. They can be nonsensical.
1: Are you ready? Yeah, right. we're so ready.
0: What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning?
1: Uh, I stretch and I walk outside. Um, and I walk back inside and get back into bed, honestly. <laughs> That's pretty much the how it goes.
0: I th- I was convinced, considering what we, we know now, is that you were going to say light up a
1: cigarette. That's normally the first thing for a smoker. Yeah, so, it. I mean, that does happen sometimes, but less regularly. I think I just, like I wake up and I walk and I'm like, yeah, but I'm not fully awake yet, you know, so I go stand outside and I'm like, oh, you know, it's, it sucks. It's way too bright out here and I'm just right back in bed, you know, and then when I wake up, yes, light up a cigarette for sure.
0: All right. What is your poker tell if you have one?
1: My poker tell? Mm. Um, I don't know if I have one because I don't play a lot of poker. Wow. Um, but I'm assuming it's got something to do with my very expressive uh, eyebrows somewhere. So probably i do something like "ho ho," and then people are like, "uh, okay, all right, you yeah, know what's happening?" Um, Even the sunglasses yeah, wouldn't work. So then. I think that's okay. yeah no this just goes right above honestly
0: what has been your favorite place to play to date
1: my the yo that's a hard one i Mm. think my favorite that we've ever done was probably um sonic blast fest at um when they were still in melito I, i believe that was in 2018 that was fantastic um, but just the whole experience of the festival uh, was fantastic. It's just like coastal city, and then well, coastal town, and the entire town is overrun by a bunch of you know long-haired, grungy-looking kids, just really keen to hear some loud music. So that that was that was quite fun. Also, we played like right next to a big like Olympic-sized pool, and mm. we all went for a swim during the set. So that was you know it was special. <laughs>
0: That is a memory you will. Yeah, you may never get to experience again. That's incredible. Yeah. What's an what's an unpopular opinion you have about heavy metal in general?
1: None, uh, hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think it's time for a bunch of the older cats to step down. Which is now, right now, a very unpopular opinion considering Metallica's smashing new album that just came out, like literally right now. But yeah, I think it's about time to see um some of the guys who've been working hard over the years to just be those top build headliners at the moment. You know what it is. You know, you always see the Metallica and the Iron Maiden, and you know, they're always the ones up there and love them to bits, obviously. Would love to see them all a thousand times more, but it's time. It's time for some other guys to move up in the ranks. I feel.
0: I don't think you're wrong. We won't have a slew of new headliners if they don't.
1: Yeah, but it is an unpopular thing because people are usually like, "Oh, yeah, but you know, they they've been at this for years, and they're the only guys capable of playing this big show and that kind of shit." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, I guess that could be true if you didn't, you know, if you've never seen live footage of like Ghost." Which I'm not a big fan of, by the way, but just they could totally play a stadium headliner, hundred percent, with no problems. So yeah. Anyway,
0: no, it's good. It's good. It's good. All right. Do you think you could survive any zombie apocalypse? And if you do, why?
1: Um, yeah, I, I do. Well, no, okay. So see, this is this is a hard one. You're <laughs> gonna have to specify the type of zombies we're talking about. Right? Okay. A right. Bit, a, Classic. A
0: now we're going to do classic Romero. Slow-moving, shuffling, but lots of them en masse.
1: Oh, yeah. Then, 100%, I could do that. I couldn't do Resident Evil Zombies, but slow zombies, for sure. Just because um, getting down to it, it would depend on where I was, right? But if I am in South Africa, everyone here has a car. It's not a sense of you're going to have to try and find a vehicle to escape to places or that kind of shit. So, um, we have cars because of... Um, just terrible um I guess xenophobia or whatever that we have in South Africa, just um over the years, everything has high walls everywhere, yeah. you know, so you already have kind of like built in security all over the place. You have cars and all that kind of shit um and it, it's fairly easy to get hold of uh, weaponry, you know, so. That's kind of bleak in the way I just explained the country, I guess. But it's, it, I would definitely survive an apocalypse, that's for sure.
0: I think, it, it, yeah, the reality of it is country by country. You know, in the UK, we ain't got much in the way of weapons, so it's not going to be – survival isn't going to be great. But, hey, put me in America. It might be a bit
1: easier. Who knows? That's what I'm saying, right? It would be the same kind of vibe in America. I think yeah. the only uh, leg up on the contest that we have is, like I said, we've got, like um, – Everyone in South Africa has security. You've got your walls up, and you've got all your things, and it's yeah. So in that way, it just kind of it will it'll work, I think.
0: All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, Yeah, this is a stupid one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's your favorite dinosaur?
1: My favorite dinosaur. Um, I'm really bad with the actual names of these guys, Uh, so that's bad. But there's one that is like It looks like. It's got like big whale fins and a uh, weird body, and you know, like a really long neck. I think basically just because it looks like Loch Ness monster, but I don't know what you call it. Oh, um,
0: I think I know. I don't know what it's called, but I can picture it in my head now. It, 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 yeah, okay. It's it's similar to. It's got the long neck, but it's got like the fins almost, so it's in the water. Yeah, but like lo- like the Loch Ness monster.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that's the vibe. Um. Yeah, that's uh, that would be my favorite. If I could figure out what the name was, I'd you know. I tell you, but I can't. Sorry.
0: Right, I'm going to Google it and for myself in the editing, it will come up at the bottom what the name of this dinosaur is. Okay, great. You feel you need to shut down for an hour. What what would you do to aid
1: that? To just, you know, chill out. Hmm. Hmm. Probably. I hardly ever do that's the problem so I don't have Mm. a very good answer towards it um but I probably just uh, chill out and play with my dog which is not fully shut down but it's like you know it's just shut down from everything else that's happening oh yeah like oh look at this cute little dog you know that's good enough
0: yeah no I get it completely your is focused on that dog and you can spend a lot of time doing that it's a good 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 answer What is an achievable goal you would like to hit with Rough Magic before the end of 2023?
1: Um, We're heading towards getting that completed, actually. I didn't think we were when we got into 2023, but it looks like we'll be able to do um, European touring twice this year. Um, Definitely a lot happening in August, but we're doing October as well. Well, like half October, half November. So... um, that is good for me that was a step that was necessary to take because it's been a while since we've been over there um i would love to get to the uk mm. that would be great but um at this point i'm not 100 sure if that's going to pan out the way it's supposed to pan out but um that's the one i would like to achieve i guess
0: great to hear you got those tours coming up and if you do make it to the uk this year or even hell if you make it next year that's good enough and that'll be exciting enough. Um, penultimate one for you and it's probably one of the most controversial questions of all when it pops up simply this Uh pineapple on pizza
1: are you a fan or not um i like it i guess but um it's a it's a tough one so i've never been to a proper italian place that actually allows you to have pineapple on pizza Mm. and i've always had the better um, pizza experience there you know so Um, I would like to try it on an actual Italian pizza to see if it's good or not. Uh, But it's fine on trash pizza because that's not really pizza. That's more of just like a fast food thing. So it's just, it's just good, um, good balance of salty and sweet together. I like it.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. All right. And last but not least for you, um, what is the best thing about being in rough magic
1: now? Um, Right now, I think Mm. the best thing is we've got the strongest um, and most close-knit lineup we've had in forever and strongest in the sense of um, just absolute drive between the people, um, right? Because we've cycled through some musicians that have come in and out and everyone that's ever contributed to Rough Magic has been an absolute smashing musician, you know, at the top of their game. And we have that now. Still, which is fantastic, but for the first time ever, everyone in the band is has the one goal in mind of just you know pushing towards the next level that we can. That's fantastic. That's not I've never had that up until now, so I'm quite keen about it.
0: Oh, fantastic! And it's uh, so it's paying off because Electric Ram is April 28th out April 28th via Mongol Records. An incredible album. Do check this out, Johnny. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, well, thanks for having me, man. Thank you very much for watching. If you
0: liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on GBHBL.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL.